Everyone has a birthday they'll always remember. Can we open my presents now, Mommy? What is going on, everyone? This is our third episode from the Small Town Horror Podcast, and this episode is going to be on the 1988 Child's Play. So I am Johnny Reyes. Now Randy Howard. And we cannot get wait to get this show going. Uh, first off, before we start talking about the actual movie and reviewing it itself, I just want to thank everyone who has... Uh, started uh, listening to our podcast following us on instagram facebook uh so we finally made it to social media so if you can look us up on instagram we're on small town horror podcast and now we have a facebook page small town horror podcast get on there like us follow us and if we get enough followers on uh facebook i believe we're going to start doing uh not really uh q a's but suggestions like if you want to hear us review a certain horror movie and we'll be glad to do it because we're always looking for a new movie to watch that maybe, you know, we haven't seen before. Yeah, there's a lot of movies that Johnny, I know for a fact that he's seen that I haven't. And I know Freddy vs. Jason is one of them. Yes. And uh, I, I've named a couple of movies that I'm interested to see. I can't believe he's never seen Puppet Master. So it's... Uh, and I own it. That's the bad yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah that's, the, that's the crazy part. But, like I said, I just want to thank everyone who is listening to us. Um... You know, it's just, it's a, a big deal to us. I mean, we didn't really think that we'd get a lot of followers and stuff <clears> like that. But, I mean, it, it seems like uh, each episode gets a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger, you know. So, that being said, we're fixing to get into it. Uh, so, like I said, this is Child's Play in 1988. We got it directed by Tom Holland. Uh, and the cast is uh, the incredible Brad Dwarf. Yep. As playing uh, Charles Lee Ray or Chucky. Uh, Alex Vincent is little Andy Barclay. Catherine Hicks is Karen Barclay. We've got Chris Sarandon as Mike Norris. Dina Manoff as 
Maggie Peterson, and Tommy Swerdlow as Jack <laughs> Santos. I probably butchered that last name, but it'd be all right. That's why I had you read them. <laughs> uh, and and every time uh, I see uh, Mike Norris, who is, you know, that's the, his name in the movie, but it's Chris, uh-huh. whatever his last name, Saradin. Yeah. I always think of Princess Bride. No, Humperdinck. Humperdinck. Oh, Humperdinck. But uh, anyway, so I guess we'll go ahead and get on with the movie. But um, the first thing we got to <clears> point <throat> out is Brad Dwarf. Oh, the man is amazing. Amazing actor. And, uh, you know, we were talking earlier and you said that uh, you felt like Chucky, Child's Play, whatever, didn't really... Uh, get the respect it deserves. I, I really don't think it did, and I, I think because you you kind of put them in the same category as your Michael Myers and your your Jason and your your Kruger and and all those good ones. But I don't I don't I feel like Chucky kind of gets you know set to the wayside sometimes, and it, it could be just because it's just a small little doll that you know nobody ever takes into account or anything. But I don't I don't think he gets the I don't think Chucky gets the respect he deserves. No, and, you know, I notice every time you talk to people, if you say, man, y'all like Chucky Child's Play, they're always going to say the first three. Yeah. It's like they hate Bride of Chucky, which I actually enjoyed Bride of Chucky. Bride of Chucky, I like. Seed of Chucky was was trash. Absolutely terrible. And, but, you know, the bad thing is, or the thing is, is there's bad Halloween movies. Yeah. There's bad Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Mm -hmm. There's bad Friday the 13th. Bad leprechauns. I'm just going to go back. <laughs> but it's like everybody take Child's Play. Everybody takes Chucky, his movies, to heart, I guess. Because, yeah. you know, like, well, once, once it, they did Bride of Chucky, it, it, people was like, wait a minute now. It, it's 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 one thing that I've noticed is once you take a certain, if you, if you take a certain movie that everybody loves, and if you extend it out too far, eventually you're going to get to the point where everybody's like, all right, we've got way too many movies to compare it to. Right. So... For me, one and two of Chucky are the better ones. Yes. And then Bride of Chucky is a close number two with the second Child's Play. Right. Uh, I think Curse of Chucky I haven't seen. Curse. And the newest Child's Play I haven't seen. Yeah, so I can't compare. Cult of Chucky. Cult of Chucky, yeah. yeah. Um, but for the ones that I have seen, one, two, and Bride of Chucky are the two that, that I really like. And uh, and like I said, I mean, don't get me wrong. He is a big player because I mean, every time somebody mentions Michael Myers, Jason, Freddy, they do say Chucky. Yeah. It's just as far as the movies, I don't think it got what it you know it really deserves. And now I don't know if you're aware of this, but did you know there's a Child's Play TV series coming? I seen that. It's I don't I think it's Chucky or something like that. Yeah. And Brad Dorf is and back Brad to do Dorf the voice. Is the back to do the voice? And I and I was really worried when I found out that Mark Hamill was going to do the Child's Play voice, on, the Chucky voice on the newest right Child's Play, and I got worried about it. But it is Mark Hamill, so I, I've seen yeah. it. I know you have not, yeah. so that's going to have to be one you watch. And I actually enjoyed it. I will say yes. I don't like a lot of remakes, but I did enjoy that one. Yeah. But anyway, like, but I'm also curious on to see how they're going to do Chucky on TV. I'm, I'm I mean, they get away with a lot more now. Oh yeah, but still, I'm like, if if it was gonna be on Stars or Showtime or HBO, you could definitely see it. Yeah, but like, what's it gonna be on now? You know. Well, look at what Sons Sons of Anarchy got away with on FX. Right after what nine o'clock. Right. Yeah, I mean, you can get a lot. You can get away with a lot more on TV now than you could, especially if you do it after like dark hours. You know? Right. But I'm I'm really <clears throat> interested in seeing where they go with it. Yeah, for sure. If it's gonna lead off of. Which movie is it going to lead off from? Right. You know? Right. But anyway, all right, man. Well, let's, uh, we've stalled long enough. <laughs> let's get into the actual movie. Uh, the first scene, man. 
uh, Officer Norris is chasing Charles Lee Ray down the street. And he gets shot, falls down. Well, his partner, Eddie, sees this. Mm -hmm. And when Eddie starts to leave, you hear the, you know, you hear the cops coming. And uh, Norris is chasing him on foot. The way Brad Dwarf or Charles Lee Ray, whatever you want to call him, the way he says, uh, don't leave me, God, no. Yeah. You feel so bad. I did. I felt bad for him because, man, he, he's, he had, like, that, such emotional, like, it was almost scared. It, it was almost like he had an innocence to yeah. his voice. It was, yeah. it was like, you know, I'm innocent in this. Don't, please, don't, don't leave me. And, you know, and like we've talked about before, you think, well, you don't really know what the guy did. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, they're just, but yeah, just the way he said that, I'm like, yeah. man, why'd you leave him? You know, <laughs> but, it almost makes you feel sorry for him. But, but there's a there's another part, you know, later on in the movie that we'll come to where it comes back into play that same innocent sound that he has, and it's at two different times. One before you know anything that he's done or anything about him, and then one after you've seen everything that he's done and know right. everything about him, and then you feel a lot less uh, bad for him, for sure. <laughs> so he runs into a toy uh, store. Mm -hmm. After he's been shot. Yes. And you asked the question, because I never noticed it. How many bullets does Norris have in his daggum gun? You know, it, at least 55, it seems <laughs> like. I mean, I'm pretty sure they were both carrying revolvers, and it, I'd never seen one of them reload, yet they were continuously firing shots. It was, yeah, I don't know. Well, cause that, that's because you're not into the story, man. You know how they always say if you nitpick stuff? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you've seen a movie like this 150 times, right, right. you know, an automatic revolver is not necessarily something you would ever think about. Right. So he goes into the toy store, and Charles Lee Ray really realizes he's he's dying. Yep. And he even says that, you know, he's like, oh, my God, I'm dying, yep. you know. And uh, What's he saying? I need to find someone? I need to find somebody. Somebody. Yeah, yeah he uh, he starts looking around, and, and he's trying to find somebody. You know, and at this point, we don't know what he's talking about. So he sees a big old roll of good guy dolls, mm -hmm. and he grabs a hold of it, pulls them over. They all fall on him, and... Uh, it was like you pointed out, uh, he just stares at, mm -hmm. you know, it's almost like he had like a little smirk on his face when he saw the Chucky doll laying in yeah. front of him. He's like, yeah, this is, this is fixing to happen. He, it, it was almost like he thought it was funny. Like this is what he has to resort to. But it's funny because before he fell, we're talking about that innocence where, when he said that line, don't leave me, God, no, you uh -huh. know, but when he realizes he's dying and he's like, I'm going to get you no oh. matter Man, he gets so pissed. Yeah, and it's like that whole innocent voice did not. It was not there. Yeah, I mean, he was pissed. Man. But uh, so anyway, he he grabs the doll and he says that fa uh, famous little Mama Juju stuff. The voodoo. I do it, do Dembella. There you go. Give me the power, I beg of you. <laughs> Lightning starts coming to storm. The clouds coming over the toy shop. Lightning strikes and uh, blows. Uh, Officer Norris to safety, I guess you could say. He blew him off. He goes back in the store and there's Charles Lee Ray dead. You know? Well, not necessarily dead. Just He had that body. Not in that body no more. Right. So then we cut to, we go to another, uh, now it's an apartment house and you see the happy birthday sign. And it's six-year-old Andy Barkley. Barkley. Barclay. And uh, of course, you know, it's his birthday and he's sitting there making breakfast for his mom. And yeah. by making breakfast, I mean making a mess. <laughs> Burnt toast, five, 15, I think 15 or 16 pounds of butter on one piece of toast. Yeah, yeah. Which is a big old clump of butter. Pours that whole big bowl of cereal. Yeah. 
but he's doing something nice for his mama. He, well, he's trying. He's trying to. He's buttering her up. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But me and you was when we was watching it. You look over. You know, he looks over at the TV and it show, He's watching the good guy. I guess uh-huh. TV series. That mascot. Oh my gosh. Looks like a oversized Cabbage Patch Kid in overalls. That is the creepiest mascot I've ever seen on the show. Man, I, I don't. I don't know what kind of kid they were trying to attract in that show. Or in that little commercial, but that thing was horrifying. <laughs> it was terrible. So he, you know, he brings a tray into his mama's bedroom. She's asleep, and I, I wait. You know, he wakes her up. He, he's all excited because he wants some presents. Is what oh, it is. Yeah. And we, I, we've all been there, you know. Well, well, he was walking with that tray in his hand, and he looked over and he seen a, a wrapped present box. Yes, that that looked like about the size of the good guy box. So right. he he kind of got excited. And we've all done that. Uh-huh. Even now, you tell somebody you want something for Christmas, and if you know, you know, you look under that tree and it says your name on it, you look at that box, you're like, okay, wait a minute, what did I ask for that might be shaped like that? Yeah, yeah, you know. So that felt like really legit. Like I mean, that's what that's really what happens you know yep and uh so he, his mom gets up he asks and he opens the presents now first one he wants is that one he tears it open and the look on his face because we've all <laughs> been there when you are a kid you do not want clothes for christmas or your birthday yep and uh the mom was so excited she's like oh i think these are gonna fit yeah. uh-huh. and he, the look he's giving her he's just like really he's like come on now you know better than this and then uh he opens another gift and it's the uh good guy tool set I think so. And, we I mean, you talked about it before. I said, that's like getting a Batmobile and you're not getting the Batman with it. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 crazy. You get one thing that doesn't go, or it's like getting a, a phone that takes minutes and then getting no minutes. <laughs> right. But, <clears throat> anyway, so, you know, she she says a line in there. She says, uh, I know you wanted the good guy doll, but I uh, I didn't have the money. I, didn't, I couldn't save it. So, apparently, you know, she, okay, we know she's a single parent, and... You know, I say she had it tough, but then again, I mean, she had a nice apartment. We don't she know did. how, we don't really know what that line meant. Maybe she just really didn't have, you know. And then we didn't get no backstory of what happened to his dad. You right. Know, there, there was nothing that why she was a single parent or anything like that. So <clears throat> there's no, uh, there's no telling if she was really, just really strapped for money as a single parent or, or what the deal was. So after uh, she gets to work and... I guess she worked at like a, it looked like a mall. She was, I know she was in the jewelry department. Yeah. And, uh, she's behind the counter and I, I'm guessing, like I said, it's a little outlet mall, maybe like a little Tanger outlet mall. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And her friend, all of a sudden we get introduced to is Maggie. Mm-hmm. She comes around, she says, Hey, you know, the doll you wanted, uh, there's a homeless man outside and he's got <laughs> one of the dolls, you know, this is out of nowhere. <clears throat> yeah. But what's funny is she's like, come on, if you want the doll. And she's like, I can't leave my post. What I don't get is why didn't Maggie just say, you know, I'll watch your post or, hey, let me go get it. Give me the money and I'll go get it for they, you. They both need to talk to the hobo. Yes, I don't know. I guess. It's, I don't know. But it's like you told me. It was in a script that way. Yeah, it was in the script. <laughs> there you go. So they go outside and uh, you were right. Uh, they ask uh, how much. He goes 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. Maggie says 10. Then he says 30. And uh, what kills me is Maggie's like, uh, 
30 bucks, it ain't worth all 30 bucks. And I'm like, dude, yeah, like, when, you're getting it. What are you doing? Well, the commercial that was on earlier in the, the one scene, it was like a $100 doll. Right. Which back in 1988, that was a lot of money. Yeah, and if you want one now, just to give you a heads up, people, oh, Lord. it's $500. <laughs> like, I want one. They come with the good guy box and everything. And if you just want the box, it's $100. Uh, Johnny's trying to save up for that now. Man, I'm, I'm <laughs> Trick or Treat Studios, man. I'm telling you, that's the place to get all your stuff. See advertising, you know, for them. But <clears throat> anyway, uh, so they get the box and they go, or they get the doll. They go back into the, uh, uh, I'm, I'm just going to say the little mall area. Right. And the boss is waiting. And uh, <clears throat> he tells her that somebody couldn't make it into work. So now Andy's mom has to work a second shift. Mm -hmm. Maggie volunteers to, what a, hold on, just real quick. What a dirtbag of a boss. He says, you can leave at five, but you got to be back at seven. Yeah, and she's like, "It's my birth. It's just my son's birthday," and he was like, "Do you like your job?" I'd be like, "Not enough." No, I didn't know. No, not for no two-hour lunch break. <laughs> but Maggie volunteers to go watch Andy, so she should have never done that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and these are spoilers. Just let me know. Yeah, hopefully, you, hopefully you've seen uh, Child's Play. I, I would hope so. But anyway, uh, so we see Maggie and Andy at the house, and. I love how and she's like, all right, it's getting time for bed. And you see Andy lean into Chucky. And she, he's like, Aunt Maggie, Chucky wants to watch the 9 o'clock news. <laughs> because, like you said, there's a story on uh, Charles Lee Ray. Right. And she's just like, yeah, whatever. She goes, puts him to bed. And she said, oh, no. She, and then she said, you go brush your teeth. Right. So he goes, brushes his teeth, or Andy does. And she turns off the TV, don't she? Yeah, yeah. And while he's brushing his teeth, the TV turns back on. There's Chucky sitting there on the... Uh, couch watching TV. Uh, yeah, that would have been like a first clue that something was not right. <laughs> and uh, poor Andy, he's just getting the worst of it. She's like, "You think this is funny?" He's like, "What?" And, you know, he's like, he "Yeah, what are you talking about?" You know, he he did exactly what he's supposed to do. Uh -huh. But anyway, she puts him to bed, and uh, it's her. She, I don't know. It seems like now she's already getting a little terrified. Yeah, you know, so the way kind of freaks out and then. Then it just shows her reading a book. Yeah. And then the phone rings, and it's uh, <clears throat> Andy's mom. Uh -huh. Just checking up. I've seen how everything's going. Well, then she hears something in the kitchen, and it looked like, I guess, flour. He, he spilled flour. Mm -hmm. And you see the little footprints. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And it's funny because she's like, oh. you know, she's trying to calm herself down. She's like, you're scaring yourself to death. Yeah. And she turns around. And if you notice in that scene when she turns around, it ain't just a quick bam to the face. Like, she's hesitant on something. Like, uh -huh. when she turns around, she stares at it just for a few seconds. And then we see that little hammer come into play and pops it right between the eyeball. And uh, I don't know how hard that freaking hammer was, but... I mean, it'd be a kid's hammer. There was a nice little thud in there. Right. And I always thought that, you know, maybe that hammer was so heavy that bomb it popped her and she went out the window. But now that I watch it, of course, all these years later... I guess it just went, it knocked her enough back to where she tripped over and she fell out the window. I think, I think the, more than anything, the hammer stunned her. Right. Now, had, had he turned it around and popped it with the claw, this could have been a completely different scenario whenever the police showed up. Right. But, yeah, I think whenever whenever he popped her, it just kind of startled her and she fell backwards. And You know, I, I, it would have been funny if they showed Chuck and be like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean for all that to happen. Right. Know? So, anyway, so she falls out and she lands on that truck and the windows explode and everything. I, I thought that was... It looked really good, especially oh, yeah. the the stunt woman they got for her to fall. I mean, I, I know she didn't fall over that, but yeah, yeah. the way she was falling. 
it didn't, you couldn't tell it wasn't her or nothing. Right. I mean, they did a good job on yeah. that scene. And that really set the pace for the movie now. Uh-huh. Um, so Andy's mom shows back up to the apartment after she get off work and there's cops around. And now we get introduced to Officer Norris. And he tells, you know, uh, Miss Peterson had uh, an accident. Had an accident. She fell out of the window. And Andy tells her, and the cop, uh, he knows what a uh, Chucky was up on the counter because they saw the little footprints. Mm-hmm. And now, did the footprints match Andy's shoes too? The footprints were the exact same pattern because <clears throat> Andy's pajamas were the good guy pajamas. Mm. And uh, they were the exact same pattern that are on the bottom of Chucky's feet. But surely his feet's bigger, bigger than Chucky's. I don't know. I mean, because later on after that, you they show Chucky's feet, and he's got the, the flower on the bottom of his shoe. Right. But I don't know how much bigger they would have been. I mean, surely, yeah. He's a six-year-old kid compared to a doll, so surely his feet would have been bigger. <laughs> but, so anyway, you know, we cut to, and like, so we're not going to go to every scene, of course, or they, it would take longer than an hour to do this podcast, <laughs> but... So, I, but I do will say when she's putting him to bed, I like how she closed the door because she hears him talking to Chucky. When she closes the door, she leans against it, and Chucky's eyes look over at the door, and you can see her feet still in there. And he just flips over, and he's like, "I like to be hugged," or whatever he says. Yeah, yeah. He so, was like, "He was like, yeah, I gotta make this a show." So now the now she just smiles, and she's like, "Okay, so he's talking to the good guy, you know, right. Chucky." So next day, the mom walks uh, Andy and. Uh, Chucky to school well soon as she leaves he takes off and I think we said the movie uh, I want to say it was in Chicago I think it's based in Chicago so I don't know if they ever said it or not but that's what I was thinking but it's funny you see this little six year old kid just walking the streets taking a bus nobody even or a train or whatever nobody's just even acknowledging they're like yeah whatever it's normal (laughs) you know kid walking around with a little Chucky doll but so Chucky's telling uh, Andy, I guess that's uh, he's going to his partner's house, the one that left him at the beginning of the movie. Right. And <clears throat> uh, his partner was Eddie. And I like how when they get to the house or whatever you want to call it, uh, Andy sets Chucky down and he's like, you sit here, I got to go tinkle. Yeah. And he, he, you know, look, he's just innocent, man. Yeah, yeah, you can tell. He walks off to go pee, and then when he turns around, Chucky's gone. But I love how when you see everything through Chucky's eyes, how short the camera is. And I like how it kind of jostles. Yeah, and you can hear the little, like little feet. And there's my sound effects for this. I tried my hardest not to do sound effects. I've noticed I've done it in every single movie. But you hear his feet running toward the steps. And, uh... Shows Eddie in a rundown house, and I don't know if that's his house or if it's just somewhere him hiding out. If it's his house, he needs to call his landlord because it's all jacked up. He probably owns it. He's probably proud about it. But uh, so we see Chucky's arm gets in there and he turns the uh, oven on, don't he? The gas. Yeah, he opens up the the oven to the stove, turns the gas on, and I tell you what, for that to be as rundown a house it was, <coughs> broken me. windows and all that kind of stuff. That, that gas filled up the house pretty quick. Yeah, it did. And so, because Eddie knows somebody's in the house, he yeah. heard him. Uh-huh. So now he gets out and he sees, and all of a sudden he looks out the window and he sees Andy. And he, I mean, he points a gun right at Andy until he realizes it's just a kid looking for his doll. Yeah. Or his friend or whatever. Well, then he hears some commotion in the kitchen. And as soon as he busts the door, he shoots, bam, blows the whole house up. And, uh, you know, my thing is, is, uh, 
I'm surprised that it, like it didn't blow Andy. He was because he, he was pretty close. You know what I'm saying? Like they never showed him grabbing Chucky and taking off and it like that. Mm-hmm. But they cut to the police station where uh, she shows up to. Is that the scene that mean you were talking about where they asked her? You didn't go get your son from school. Yeah, she. Uh, she it was she was coming down to the police station to talk to Norris about what happened to Maggie. And uh, Norris had asked her he asked her if she had picked up her son from school, and she said, no, not yet. Well, that's when he, they cut to the scene of Andy, and they're talking to the other cop. And then that's when his mom finds out that he was up there at the police station. Right. And, you know, he's talking to uh, Jack. That's a uh, whole uh, detective, or Officer Norris's uh, partner, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's talking to him, and he's telling him, I know who did it. Chucky, you know, and right. Anyway, she comes in, and that's the scene that you was talking about earlier. Was uh, where it, you feel bad for him because he's like, "Come on, Chucky, talk." He's trying to convince them because she's like, "They're gonna take you away from me." Right. It's like it's like a really deep look into his innocence when <clears throat> you see a kid sitting there trying to convince somebody that this is absolutely true, and he's being one hundred percent genuine and honest. Right. And it, it's not every day where you can see a kid just completely get grip on his his emotions and this like desperate plea for something you right know? he like desperately wanted chucky to say something so they would know he wasn't crazy right and it was it was it was, it was kind of heartbreaking for a minute yeah i mean because she knows her son's not crazy yeah and and she, you know she's got to know he's not capable of doing that stuff right but you know, of course, Chucky being Chucky, you know, he just sitting there like a dog. And, mm-hmm. But, yeah, you get emotional on that. And so they say they want to keep him for observation. I don't I don't know if they ever say how long. I don't think it, I don't <clears throat> they Excuse me. But uh, one of my favorite scenes now is she goes home and there's and she's got Chucky with her. And so now she's her and Chucky. Why she took the doll home, I don't know. I don't. I threw it in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if I did pay $30 for it. So she gets home, and she talks to her for just a second, and you know, and he's trying to get him to talk, and he says something, the one of the normal, yeah, you know, good guy lines. So she says something because she starts laughing. Yeah, she, you can see the emotion in her eyes. It was almost she, like relief. Yeah, she wanted him to talk, but then again, when he didn't, she was just like, oh, okay, okay, so he's not crazy. I mean, something's not right here. Yeah. yeah so she set him down. When she goes in the kitchen, she picks that daggum box up, and then batteries fall out. Her reaction, man, when she spins around real quick and look at Chucky in the living room, man, that was such an amazing scene, and she pulled that off great. I have never seen a movie that depicted the look of sheer horror. Yes, as that line, that one little spot in that movie right there, when she realizes that he doesn't have batteries in them, <laughs> then it's like, oh snap! Yeah, so she walks, up, and you know, it's funny because she she creeps over to him and. He's facing her now anyway, you know. She walks over, she picks him up, and she, as soon as she opens that thing and realizes there's no battery and his head spins, he's like, hi, I'm Chucky, want to play? Yeah. She drops him. She drops him and he rolls. That's what killed me. He hits and he rolls, you know. That's one thing we we talked about when we watched it was like, anytime Chucky falls on the ground, he instantly starts rolling. Yeah. Just all over the place. So she gets down and, you know, she raises, uh, she, she looks underneath the uh, couch and she pulls him out. And she's like, talk to him now. She's upset. Yeah, you know? she's hot now. Yeah. And because, you know, screwing with her little boy, you know. Mm-hmm. So 
I she goes over to the fireplace. She lights the fire, and I love it. She's like, talk to me, dang it, or I'm going to throw you. And <laughs> he's just like, you stupid bitch. You know, yeah, uh -huh. And he finally goes off, and he loves to freaking chew on people. <laughs> I tell you what, with some little baby teeth, he just he bit the crap out of her arm, boy. But I love it because even in that scene, man, when as soon as he starts talking, he goes, that's her face on that. I mean, now she's just like, holy crap. You know? Yep. I mean, she she's the, like I said, I know it's about, you know, I know it's more about Andy and his relationship with the good guy, but yeah. she is the heart and soul of it. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, especially being a single mom, I, you know, mm -hmm. it's just, but anyway, uh, when he bites her, she throws him across the room. He rolls again. <laughs> <laughs> he takes off. Uh, he takes off running and he gets in the elevator and goes down and she's running down the steps. She gets outside and he's gone. There's nowhere to be found. So what does she do? She goes to the police station and she just happened to run into Officer Norris. And it's funny because uh, she's talking to him and he's and he, she's like, I know he didn't do it. Well, who did it? And she's like, Chuck. He's like, oh, for God's sakes, you know. Yeah. And she's like, and she pulls her sleeve up. And she goes, do you think I'm faking now? She sees the teeth. Or he sees the teeth. Yeah. And uh, she goes, why don't you believe me? He goes, because I'm, I'm sane. You know, it just. <laughs> and rational. Yeah. But. Uh, he says he's going to go home and get a good night's rest and she's wanting her to help him find the doll. Yeah. And so this is one thing that we forgot to uh, talk about earlier is when he leaves to go home, she goes looking for the homeless guy again. Yeah. That she bought it from, bought mm -hmm. the uh, doll from. But it's funny because uh, when she, you know, it's just music in the background. It's like a little montage of her going to all these homeless places. Yeah. <laughs> That one part where she starts pointing at her teeth, <laughs> like you, you know, because yeah. the dude that's a jacked up grill, uh -huh. he's point, she's pointing at his teeth, and you know, everybody's like, mm -hmm. uh -huh. "Like, dude, how many people all got jacked up how teeth?" Many homeless people in the city have no teeth. Yeah. So, while she's looking, and she finally finds the guy, she don't have enough money for him. Mm -hmm. So you know what else is he wanting? Well, he's, he's like, "Oh, you got it all," you know. Yeah, he is. You know, you got a lot. You got a lot. So he he gets her over the car the hood of the car and then here comes detective norris and he helps her out and he he tells him you know i got him from the uh toy store the one that blew up mm -hmm. as soon as he says that norris is like oh crap right you know something something's not right there right and she and then he won't even then he won't even tell uh, andy's mom what happened right like you know he's just like nothing I, you know I, i'll see you later and he takes off right but i so we get to the scene where now he's in the car and he's driving and you see Chucky's little big head pop up. <laughs> and I don't know if he had a cord or what, but he puts it around uh, Officer Norris's neck. Mm -hmm. and, you know, and he's he's struggling, so he he just pushed the uh, cigarette lighter thing in anyway. Yep. It pops out, he grabs it, and he burns mm -hmm. Chucky's cheek. <laughs> and uh, then he starts stabbing with a big old knife. Where, do, where this dude's carrying this stuff? I don't know. No idea. Them overalls, man. It's like a, a Looney Tunes cartoon. You just pulling out a bag. Yeah, utility pack or something. <laughs> right. But it's funny because he's sitting there stabbing the seat. And that scene always got to me because I'm like, ooh, what would you do? Yeah. You know, because you can't. Imagine. Yeah, because, I mean, you can't just really stop because, I mean, you, you know. Mm -hmm. Then he gets under the seat and he's stabbing up. We're trying to get the guy's taint. Almost sliced his taint wide open. <laughs> but it's funny because right before they tip over. Because he, he ends up running up on a, a car or a curb or something, but he tips over. His freaking yell 
kills me. He's always like, ha! Ah! You know, it, it just is not a manly well, yell see, at all. See, what I like on that whole scene is when he puts his, his foot on the, he's trying to put his foot on the brake, and Chucky <laughs> just kind of shoves his foot out of the way and hits the gas. Yeah, he yeah. He just, like, shoves it out of the way. He's like, get out of the way, go. Yeah. Hilarious. But, uh, so now the car, the, the scene, I mean, the car is tipped over, and Chucky's just toying with him. He's just running around the car. And now he realizes, okay, this is Charles Lee Ray. Mm-hmm. He's finally figured it out. But I love the scene where the knife is behind uh, Detective Norris. Yeah. And all you see is that little bitty baby hand, mm-hmm. <laughs> the little doll hand come and get that knife and he shoots. Mm-hmm. But he does finally shoot him and he shoots. It looks, I think it's in like the right shoulder. Yeah, the right shoulder. Well, what's really cool about it is in, it's fixing to come up uh, in a couple of scenes. But he's running around there the whole time and he's telling him, you can't kill me, you can't kill me, you know, and, and he just shoots him. And it doesn't really show anything other than him, you know, blowing the doll back and then him taking off. Right. Um, but what we're fi- fixing to find out in a minute kind of kind of brings that around full circle. So now the next one, you know, they go to Char- Charles Lee Ray's house. Mm-hmm. And they walk in the living room, and all you see is Candyman painted on the wall. Looks just like looks like Candyman and Bill Cosby had a baby. <laughs> it looks just like him, man. Oh no, man! So <clears throat> it's Andy's mom and Detective Norris. He, you know, he comes in. The way he comes in, just like, you know, he don't be like, hey, you know, mm. hey, Karen, or anything. He just thinks up behind her, and he's like, Karen, right behind her, yeah. and he's jumping, you know. <laughs> but he went back to the station, looked up the files, and realized. Who it was. And his nickname was Chucky. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, we got to find this guy. And it's John Bishop. Mm-hmm. He's the the voodoo guy. I don't know what you would really call him. So he's like, we got to get to him before uh, Chucky does. Too late. Yeah. So I'll let you talk a little bit about the daggum, the whole uh, John Bishop's house and all that. Because you, you seem to really. Oh, man, I love that part. And, I don't, and it, it may be because it's the first time you really see Chucky with a personality other than psycho killer baby doll you know killing because it's just really cool because you see john walking through his house and he's making like tea or something and he hears something rustle behind him and it's just this little chucky doll and he's just sitting up there like hi john (laughs) and he's just talking to him like and you can i mean you can tell that, that john was a little freaked out but at the same time he was like oh well yeah that happened i mean because it's something that you know he the the gree gree the, I think that is what they call it the gree gree, mm-hmm. and he was telling him the gree gree worked and and uh, basically what it was was John was telling him how he perverted what everything that he taught him, which right. you know going into voodoo is it's it's going to be like a lot of different religions where you know you can take what you want and pervert <laughs> it and turn it for bad right in any way you want to I mean I don't necessarily think that anything in the the voodoo culture is deemed for strictly, you know, evil, right. you know, uses or anything like it. But it can be perverted just like anything else. Right. Um, and that's when, you know, when John calls him an abomination and he was like, "You, everything I've taught you, you know, and you, I can't help you because you're an abomination now. And he, and now this, the, this is like the big scene where, because now we re, he reveals, he's like, you told me uh, I wouldn't die and this hurt right. like a son of a gun. And yeah. he's like, it's because the longer you stay in that body, you're going to turn into the it. The more human you become. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, he won't tell him how to get out of it. Well, John runs off in the, I don't know what he was doing, but he ran off in the front room. Yeah, it looked like he was getting ready to call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to get straight out there. I got a dog. He's straight. <laughs> yeah. 
So Chucky reveals that he's got a little John voodoo doll. Mm-hmm. He snaps his leg, which is... Oh, look brutal. Yes. John falls, and he's like, tell me how to get out of this body. So he won't do it, so he breaks his arm backwards. Mm-hmm. Finally, he tells him, he's like, all right. All right. He goes, you got to... Uh, Get this. You gotta uh, get the body of the first person you told your secret to. Yeah, you can only be transferred to the the person that you first told the the secret to. And he says, uh, "I'm gonna be a six year old boy again because you know it's Andy." <laughs> and he's just started laughing. I get and, to be six years old again. And so he he starts turning around and he's like, uh, "Thanks, John." Yeah, and he takes that knife and stabs him in the heart mm-hmm. and leaves the house. You know, now he's going after uh, Andy. Yep. Well, so. Right after he leaves, um, Karen and Norris come, and they find John laying on the ground. You know, he's dying, and he tells Andy's mom, you've got to get to the boy. you got to save the boy. And he's like, the only way to kill Chucky is the heart. you got to get the heart. got to get the heart. So, and I like this, too, where now you see, and I guess it's a mental hospital because they got bars on the window and the end. Right. And he's locked, and Andy's locked in the room, but he sees Chucky coming up the steps, you know? It's, it's like a little kid with red hair just climbing up <laughs> the little steps. And uh, I feel so bad for Andy, because this right here shows Alex uh, Vincent, the the kid himself, he's a, a little great actor. Oh, man, he really He gets is. up and he's like, Chucky's there, he's going to kill me, don't leave me. He's going to kill me. Yeah, and he yeah. leaves him, and then he turns around, and it's so real. Yeah. You know, I don't know how... I, I don't know how he, that kid did that, but it, I mean, you could almost—I'd almost be willing to like—if you didn't tell me otherwise, I would believe that somebody told this kid that somebody was fixing to come in the room and kill him. Yeah, and didn't tell him it was part of the movie. Right, be how genuine it was, and and I mean that could just be, you know, a, a, a word <clears throat> up to his acting, right? Even as a little kid, you know, it, it was—it was really good. We see Chucky uh, gets into—he gets uh, the keys from a security guard. Yep. And now he gets into Andy's bedroom, and you see what looks like Andy under the covers, but it's not. Andy mm-hmm. done, he's slick. He's, he's smart. He done put them pillows underneath there. <laughs> Andy going, and he ain't going out like no punk. He pulls them covers back, and he's like, <gasps> I love that, his reaction. And Andy <laughs> hurry up and shuts the door and locks yep. him in there. Well, the doctor sees him running down the hallway. He goes in and gets underneath. It looks like an operating table. Mm-hmm. But part of me like when the doctor comes in there and grabs him he's like you're gonna be fine he's trying to give him the shot you almost want that doctor to get you're like dude just let him get on kid a shot just listen to him yeah listen to him and chucky cuts him uh what's he what does he cut right on around the ankle is yes the, is the or something reminds me of pet cemetery oh, you know the, stabbing he falls and he puts that headset on the headset he puts that electric <laughs> headset or whatever you want to call it on his head why he just didn't rip it off i don't know it didn't look like it was strapped in or nothing. But he turns it on and starts electrocuting him, which I really thought was actually a pretty cool death scene. I thought it was an interesting kill for for Chucky. I mean, Chucky, you would think, like, you kind of think like Michael Myers, you know, the stabby, 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 you know, with yeah. that wooden knife. But Chucky was very creative in how he was he was killing people. And the way the doctor was twitching. Yeah. I, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I, think they, I think they may have gone a little overboard with the effect of the shot because... After a couple of seconds, his face was just completely black. He was bleeding out of the ears and the nose and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But so then we we know he after he kills the doctor, and he goes home. Mm-hmm. He gets out. You know he knows to go home, and he goes to the closet and gets a bat. 
But the closet scene when he shuts it and he sits down for a minute reminded me of Jamie Lee Curtis from Halloween. Yeah. Even the shot, the way it was shot. Yeah, when she reached up for the, the hanger mm. and he reached for that little bat and he was getting ready to club the crap out of somebody. And this is actually the funny, this is the first time you see humor from uh, Chucky. Oh, yeah. Is uh, this older couple gets in the elevator and they're going upstairs and the, the guy's like, hey, somebody left their doll. And she's like, well, don't touch it. You know? <laughs> and as she's leaving, she's like, it's an ugly doll. <laughs> yep. And then as it's going up, you hear Chucky go, F you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the way he said it, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So now he's in Andy's apartment and Andy's ready for him. He's got that bat. I'm telling you, Andy ain't going out like no punk. No. Ain't no way. So Chucky comes in, Andy swings, misses. Drops the bat, takes off running. Well, I guess Chucky got the bat because he gets in the living room. Andy's looking around for him, and Chucky co-cocks him. Yeah, bang! Knocks him to his, uh, knocks him on the ground. So now he's flipping him over to do the. I do it, do we, Dembella? There you go. See, I can't. Hear, I don't know what it's called. The uh, uh, the saying or Gre-gre- the, I think they call it Gree Gree or Cree Cree Gree Gree something like that. Mama Juju. I don't know that. I guess. <laughs> But uh, anyway, he's almost actually got it. Like yep. he almost says the entire thing. The storm's coming again, mm-hmm. and then Andy's mom busts in, saves the day. Oh, she grabs him, and of course, there he goes trying to. He bites her on the, or he's trying to bite her on the neck. Yeah, he's biting everybody. <laughs> so she uh, she throws him. He takes off running, and she wakes Andy up. And Officer Norris goes looks for Chucky. Yeah. This to me is hilarious. He walks into the bedroom. And he thinks he's underneath the bed. So he lowers down. And Chucky was letting him get to his lower level. Oh, yeah. you know? He looks under the bed. And Chucky just runs with it like a oh, uh, joust. Joust, yeah, yeah. And hits him. And his face. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, Humperdinck's face is like, oh. <laughs> he rears back and pops him upside that nugget. Oh, man. Oh, Humperdinck goes down for the count. Mm, you know. Done. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, so now Chucky is going after Karen. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, they're tussling, they're fighting. Well, she throws him into the uh, fireplace. The fireplace, yeah. And her, she's sitting on her butt, and she's got her back against the fireplace because, you know, he's fighting. There is something in that scene you pointed out to me yep. that I have never noticed. And now I, when I rewatched it again, I saw it, and I was like, oh, you can say, like, dang it. Yep. Go ahead and tell everybody. Yeah, it's, while he's in the fireplace and she's kind of fighting to hold the, the thing into place, the doll is the Chucky is in the fire and he's just kind of rattling against that little cage on the outside. If you look close enough, you can see somebody's hand coming out of the, the floor of the fireplace into the doll where they were, you know, shaking it. It's, I mean, you watch a movie a thousand times, you kind of start picking up on the small stuff as you don't notice. And that's sad because I never noticed it, man. Well, it's you just caught like, it out. It's just like the FedEx arrow, man. Once you see it, that's all you see. Right, right. So... Anyway, she's like, Andy, and Andy gets the matches, and he lights it. And now, here's what you were talking about, you were referring to earlier. How at the beginning, when he was like, don't leave me, God. Yeah, no. yeah. Now, he's like, Andy, no. Please, we're friends to the end, remember? You know, I love that. That Andy's like, you know, he says the classic, this is the end, friend. No, it's, it's the Andy's big F you. Throws it in the fire, and he go, starts going nuts. Uh-huh. Now, for this doll to be the... Okay, we've, we've said it a couple times now. Every time... He's fighting and he gets thrown. He rolls. Mm-hmm. Now that he's on fire, he don't even think the roll. <laughs> <laughs> he went, he, didn't, he missed that dance school. He just ran to the sofa and got on the sofa like and started me, climbing. Yeah, on he's stuff. like, let me just let me just uh, like a jungle gym. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I'll just take a nap for a minute. <laughs> so he gets on the so you know now he's busted out of the fireplace. He's on fire. He falls over and you think he's dead. Yep. And uh, 
they go to check on Norris, make sure he's still alive. Yeah, and so he, his mama tells him, go in the kitchen, get the first aid kit. First aid kit. Yeah. First off, I wouldn't send my kid alone anyway. Especially with a killer doll laying in the floor. And he goes in there, and you just see the little ashes and little fire, and he's like, Mommy, Chucky's gone. Mm -hmm. And as he's going back, Chucky's little foot just comes out, and he trips, trips him. him. Yeah, and he's like, Hi, Andy. And uh, he's all burnt, mutilated. You know, it looks really cool. I like yeah, that. it really does. I, which, the only thing that I pointed out in that whole thing is through the whole movie, Ch Chucky is supposed to be this stuffed, stuffed doll, doesn't really have, you know, anything inside of him, but, you know, just fluff. Right. But then after he's burnt, you can see, like, in the, the spots that are burnt on, like, his arms, you can see metal rods. Yes. Just completely, like, robotic, which yes. makes sense because the robotics were really good <clears throat> with the, the doll as he was walking down the hall and stuff right. like that. But it didn't really coincide with the the stuffed Chucky right. from earlier in there. I mean... And that's the first scene. Well, it's not... The, it's one of the most notable scenes, which I still think looks good, but you can tell it was a midget. Yeah. Or a small person, whatever they like to be called, yeah. in a Chucky outfit. I th but it's still, it's creepy. Yeah, yeah, it's really But he runs into the bedroom, and when she shuts the door, his hand is in there. And it's funny, because he's like, give me the boy, and I'll let you live, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, she's just going to give the boy she's up. Yeah, turn him over, yeah. And they end up in the hallway, so she ends up laying waste to him. Well, but hold on, but before that, though, when I forgot about this... She's holding the door. Well, then he runs around to the bedroom, the bathroom door. Yeah. yeah so now bathroom. she's shutting it, and he starts stabbing through it. Mm -hmm. That that's another intense scene because the more she leans back, he's just getting a little closer, and a yeah. little closer. Well, then they finally, where you were saying they get into the actual hallway itself. Yep. And uh, what kind of gun did you, she had? A revolver. It's, it's a. It almost looked like a Colt forty five or something. It was like it was a big one. And she starts wasting away like. I know she blows his head off first, then I think it's his arm and then his leg off. Yeah. And, uh... It's his legs... I think he blows his legs off last because he just kind of, like, topples over. Yeah. Yeah. So, now they, they think he's dead. Of course, Norris wakes up. And the the buddy, the, um... Norris's partner walks in. Yep. And, uh... She, you know, she pulls the gun on him. He's like, oh, don't shoot, don't shoot. He goes in there and he goes, what happened? They all tell him what's going on. He's like, yeah, right. And he goes, go look in the hallway for yourself. You know, Norris is telling him, go look. Tells him not to touch the doll. Yeah, he tells Jack, don't touch the doll. Well, what's he do? He taps the head. He <laughs> brings the head in there, you know, and he's like, does this look alive to you? And out of the vent, out of nowhere. Chuck his hand. Yeah, and he, he but it's funny because the whole time he's he's uh, got it in the throat, you can hear Chucky's head going, strangle him. Kill, kill him, kill, kill him all, yeah, kill him all. Don't let go, don't you let know. Go. But, uh. And how he got in a vent and found his way around. Especially after he was just toppled over in the hallway because they blew his leg off. Yeah. Right. Chuck is resourceful. Yeah. He's like, dang it. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so now he's uh, Norris has the actual gun. They, they throw him They throw him against the wall. Yeah. He gets up. And she's like, shoot him in the heart. And bam, finally shoots him in the heart. And you can tell by the sound that when Chucky makes. Okay. Back. Yeah. He's, he's dead. It's gone. And... Uh, so now the body's actually, he's dead. Uh, and I love the last line where he's like, now do you believe me? And he's like, Norris looks at his partner, Jack. He goes, now do you believe me? He goes, yeah, but who's going to believe me? Yeah. That's something you always got to think about. You know, what if, what would have happened when the real police got there or the rest of the squad never like? Yeah, if you're not there to see it, it's kind of hard to make somebody believe something like right. that. But the final shot of it is, you know, Andy's just sitting there looking and she's like, Andy, come on. And as they're shutting the door, it just pauses on Andy's face. That looks of innocence, confusion, 
I mean, it's kind of like I was telling you before. He almost looks very like disappointed. Right. Like he's very distraught the fact that he's an only child. He doesn't really show him having any friends or anything like that. And Chucky was his friend. Right. Before he went psycho. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's almost like he's he's bummed out that. I don't know if he's bummed out because Chucky's dead, right. or if it's just what happened, or what, or what it was. But it was—it's a very distraught look on his face. And then the credits start rolling, man, and that's the end of uh, Child's Play. Great movie. Love it. Uh, Absolutely love it. I just really wish that they would have brought the mom back for the rest of the sequels because I thought yeah. she was just so she, good. She did a really good job. Yeah, really good job. So I mean, folks, that's our review on uh, Child's Play. Uh, so now it's time to rate it, man. Out of five stars, what do you give it? I'm going. It was. It's really tough because, like I said, the first Child's Play is is my favorite in in all of the Child's Play, and I mean there are just a there's just a couple of things I wish they would. I wish they would have. I wish they would have given you more backstory on Charles Lee Ray. Right. I wish they would have. You know, they called him the Strangler in the very beginning, mm-hmm. so I mean, you kind of get an idea of why they were chasing him, but it doesn't really give you a whole lot of information on on him as a person until right. later on. Like the news story that mm-hmm. you know Chucky was wanting to watch, they kind of tell you you know a little bit about him. Um, I mean, just just for little stuff like that, I, I would probably give it about a three and a half, four, and uh, somewhere around there. I think I'm gonna do three and a half. I, I, don't get me wrong; I love the movie. Now, the part Child's Play Two is my favorite of the series, but I uh, I really enjoy the first one. But I'm gonna give it three and a half stars, just strictly because I wanted more backstory on where the dad was. Yep. The backstory on Charles Lee Ray. I mean, like you said, yeah, it's just a strangler. Hey, he's a strangler, but you know what I'm saying. Right. I just I felt like there could have been more backstory. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, three and a half stars. Hey, I think that's a good score. Oh yeah, yeah, it's better. And like I said, it's it's even just nit and this literally what it is is just nitpicking it over a movie you've seen a thousand exactly. times. So exactly, but it's still as far as horror movie goes, one of, one of my favorites now. Now, when I was a kid, you couldn't get me to watch it, even like five minutes of it. As soon as I heard that Chucky laugh, I was done. I, I used to make my dad turn the TV off, but. As an adult, it's absolutely one of my favorites. And I'm glad you said that because we used to have a child or a Chucky uh, doll, and it was like from the old vending machines, the uh, claw machine. Mm-hmm. And my cousin Jeremy, he'd come stay the night and hang out with us. And you know, we were both, you know, I don't know, 12, 13 years old. And I would always throw it underneath the bed, and I'd be like, Jeremy, see if you know, I don't know, my baseball mitts underneath there or something. And he'd get down and he'd look and he'd see that Chucky doll. And I was older. I'm older than him. I'd flick that light off, and he'd scream. Boy, he'd <laughs> hate it. But uh, well, so I mean, so we're gonna wrap this up. That is our review on uh, Child's Play, and what we have coming next. Oh, I'm very excited about. Oh man! Our next episode, our next review, our next podcast is gonna be Killer Clowns from Outer Space. An amazing, amazing movie. And we're gonna have a special guest. We're gonna have a really close uh, buddy of ours. Uh, Brad Byers, he's going to be here joining us. He's never seen the movie. Yes, never seen it. And we're going to watch it together the day we're going to do the podcast. And uh, we told him we don't want to know if he liked it, if Mm -hmm. he hated it. We're going to wait so you guys will hear him live. You guys will hear him giving his opinions on the movie. Raw and uncut. Yes, so I'm super excited about uh, next episode, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. So just remember, everyone, if you will, please be so kind to uh, uh, tell your friends about us, tell your family about us. Um, 
like I said, look us up on social media. Look us up on Instagram on Small uh, Town Horror Podcast and our Facebook page, Small Town Horror Podcast. And eventually, we get enough followers. Uh, we would love to hear from y'all, and you know, tell us what you guys would like to hear our opinions on and reviews and stuff. So, until next time, uh, I am Johnny Reyes, Randy Howard, and we are signing off. Stay spooky.